0: Shaw, sure. is that you copy?
1: Yannick, listen to me. This ship is taking off. What? What the hell is she talking about? You can leave. You have to stop it. We're not stopping anything, Shaw. We're going home.
2: Yannick, if you don't stop it, it won't be your home to go back to. It's, it's carrying death. It's headed for us. All
3: right, everybody. Once again, back is the incredible. Welcome to episode 20 of a hive mind a xenomorphing podcast we are here to bring on the prometheus content we're here with of course i got myself we have Devin, we got uh, canada mike and we have a special guest we have another dave a buddy of mine who i've been talking to on twitter for i can't remember how long uh, he's another fan of prometheus bring a different voice into us so uh say what's up dave
0: yeah hey everybody it's uh great to be part of the show uh dave mentioned we've uh, been interacting on twitter back and forth uh uh, about very al- various alien related things and some other, you know, funny things back and forth for the last few years, and he uh, hit me up yeah. to appear. I'm just a general fan. I don't have any social media presence. I have nothing. I don't have anything. I'm trying to hawk or sell. I'm just a, <laughs> just a fan of the movies, and um, I am on I am on Twitter. If you want to check me out, it's LV six 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 is my is my uh, is my tag. Uh, you can add a few followers that would always be great uh hopefully you're not easily offended though because uh, there is other stuff besides alien <laughs> related uh you know material on there but uh yeah this is great i'm really happy to be able to hang out and uh chill with you guys tonight so i'm going to steal
3: a question for you Dave, from uh, mr percival over at abpgalaxy.net um how'd you get introduced to alien um, what was your first experience with it
0: yeah um you know, I'm, I'm a, a little bit, you know, I don't know about the various age groups here. I may be the most senior of the group, I'm not sure. Um, Alien came out when I was uh, a little kid, when I was uh, four. Um, I definitely didn't go see it, uh, but I was very aware of its existence. My older brother, was five years older than me, had the, uh, uh, the original Kenner Alien toy, uh, which was simultaneously the coolest and most fucking frightening thing I'd ever seen in my life. Um, and uh, he also had this, you know, he also had this, they had this, uh, it was like a dart gun with like, uh, they would with like suction cups on the end and they sold, there was an alien version that had bullseyes. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen this, but there's uh, had like three bullseyes, one with like an egg, one with, I think a face hugger and one with a Zeno on it. So he had that too. So he had like, one like this and- right now. You can find it if you look online. It's, I don't know how much it's probably cost a fortune, but there are some. Of them yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know the toys were around I was aware of the movie I, I never didn't get a chance to see it for a long time um, I didn't get a chance to see Aliens either until it was on TV and I saw it yeah, and the first I saw time it. I saw it it was the you know it, whatever you want it was the extended cut or the director's cut or whatever because it had the sentry gun scene in it and for years whenever I saw Alien I uh, watched Aliens I was like did I hallucinate that whole scene because it's not Same. here and this was before you had that uh. like, all the internet resources where you could track everything down, right? I, I was so confused for years. Yeah, um,
1: the, one of the only places you could ever find that in the earliest days, I think it was LaserDisc.
0: LaserDisc, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: as the only place you could get it.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, and then uh, the first one, when I right when I got my driver's license and I could go do my own thing was with the summer when Alien 3 came out in 92. Uh, so I went to go see that with, you know, friends of mine. They hated it, you know, because, you know, everybody got killed off from the end. aliens. And it was this dark, you know what I mean? Somber gloomy movie. And I just, I just fucking loved it. I, I went back, I think like three times on my own and watched it. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, been a fan since then. I kind of wasn't, you know, there was kind of a period there where there wasn't a lot of new, exciting stuff I was into. Um, and actually, you know, Prometheus was a movie that I think really kind of, um, got me really back into being a fan and, uh, uh, really going back, looking not just at the older stuff, but maybe you know being on the lookout for some newer stuff, and kind of got me back into the the fandom a little bit.
3: All right, nice. That was good to hear the first story how you got into it. All right, so I guess that's a good segue into um, what we're talking about. Prometheus. Um, can't believe it's been ten years since it's been out. That was a fast ten years. Oh no doubt. I guess from what you just said, Dave, and what Devin, you know, we talking about before recording. Seems like all three of us are on the a similar wavelength with it in some regards but um what was everyone's where did everyone see the movie for the first time What do you think of it the first time um everyone wants to go ahead first go right ahead i could jump in on it um yeah
1: i uh, actually myself got invited to go see the movie by a friend he was going to an imax a local imax near here in the local city edmonton and uh he was like yeah man you you're a huge alien fan why aren't you like hyped about this and it's just like I don't know, man. The last couple times I went to theaters to watch things with Alien in the title were real letdowns. The AVP movies, I went to both of them in the theaters and I was kind of gutted by both of them. They were not the worst movies in the world, but they were kind of meh. And, you know, like, I don't know, as far as Alien movies went, they just they didn't really have the same kind of verve as like what had come before it. Might maybe minus resurrection but i mean the trilogy really had a certain horror vibe and avp did not feel like that it was campy so i had a low level of faith and going into that i you know honestly i was i told him i'm like dude i don't know i really don't know about this movie and he was like well yeah come on man you'll go you'll go you gotta go man and so i went and i checked it out and uh You know, I was astounded at the art design. I couldn't believe the production design of the whole thing. It was really, really cool. And there was some stuff in the movie that was really interesting. There were definitely moments that stuck out to me as being really, really interesting. And I remember getting to the ending and seeing The Deacon. And I was like, well, that was just amazing. But it just felt like I needed more of that. And like in first impressions, it was beautiful science fiction to watch, but I don't know. It just, it felt like it was missing things. I don't know. It just felt like it had been a victim of, I don't know, maybe some editing or something. It just, it felt like there were decisions made and then things were changed later or something. There were parts of the movie that just didn't work so well, but I mean, I don't know. Subsequently, I went back to it, but that's probably something we'll talk about later on. But in the first impression, it was, it's it's it struck me it was it was interesting it had 2001 vibes kind of with the whole existential questions bigger questions about life and stuff but i just kind of felt like it needed more alien stuff kind of kind of like the lore plugged into it a little bit more like i mean the visual design of like some of the engineer technology was great it harkened back to the derelict but it just didn't feel quite like it connected and seeing furious god and hearing the ad campaign subsequently you know all the stuff whenever it came to home release and stuff and finding out more you find out scott kind of decided to try and take it away from aileen a bit and i mean if there's one thing that grinds me it was his continuous rhetoric that he was trying to make it a parallel story and it's just like it's it's like there's a scene in fear and loathing in las vegas where it's like he's, like, telling this story in this drug haze, and he's, like, he stops in the middle of it, and Johnny Depp's character freaks out on Benicio Del Toro's character, finish the fucking story! And it's, like, he's not wrong, because, like, honestly, like, I mean, I think John Speyhitz wrote the original draft, and uh, I'm gonna give a big shout-out to Aaron's people over at, uh, you know, you know, Alien vs. Predator Universe, or whatever, Galaxy, actually, I should say, and, uh, like, because going over there, and reading the PDF for Speyhead's original draft, that movie, it informed me there was definitely something here that I really liked. And it had changed in the process as the movie was developed. It went from being alien engineers to Prometheus. And some of the reasons for that happening kind of irked me a little bit. And uh, like, I'll talk about my fan edit later. That was kind of catharsis for dealing with the fact that they, kind of twisted the development in a direction I didn't really care for. But uh, I mean, on first impressions, you know, it, it is, it's, it's an interesting piece of science fiction. I like it, but I i feel as though if they would have went with what Spence had originally written, it just would have been a better film, I think. But on the first pass, I definitely felt like I liked it. I just, I don't know. It, it, the, the whole thing between that and Covenant sucked me into fan editing. Both films had something that I really liked about them, but I needed to get into how those films were made and figure out what changed in some of the development cycles for both of them and go back maybe to other ideas that were originally presented in earlier drafts of the story that worked for me so like you know it, it was a great movie though honestly like cuz it was in 3D and like you go in the section of the film with the orrery the thing just bursts into your face like the 3D goggles i was like yeah. whoa like my head tilted back like i had never been in a movie and had an experience where it just blew my hair back like that like whoa the screen just jumped in my face i think the only other time it was maybe the the first uh, i think it was it the first part where that pirates in the garage he goes out of the screen and it was like, Whoa, it was the same kind of thing. It felt like that. It was like, Whoa, Holy, that was really well done. Like both sequences really had that pop in your face effect. And uh, I mean, I definitely remember the movie walking away from it. Like the part at the ending really stuck with me, the the Deacon, it was like, man, I wish they would have turned that up a little bit more, maybe dial down a little bit of the earlier segments of the existentialism. Cause I don't know the questioning and the existential thing becomes a little circular in the plot at the earlier parts. It's like, okay, let's get moving. Let's land on the planet and do stuff. But I mean, you know, there were parts in alien where I, you know, at moments I have trouble like that too, but you got to just sit back and take it in, I guess, because both films Prometheus and alien are built strongly on atmospherics, much like blade, much like blade runner. And like, I love how John Carpenter said he's seen blade runner with the, with the, what was it, I think the narration on it. And he was like, what's with that awful narration? And he's not wrong. Like it's just like Prometheus, Alien. It's an atmospheric film. You don't need to be beaten over the head with narration. Atmospheric movies are really cool like that. And that is something I will give this movie credit for is very atmospheric, it sucks you in. You can observe the frame and see new stuff every time you see frames in that movie. Like very well-designed, like very well-designed film.
3: Devin, you want to go next <clears throat> yeah so
4: before Prometheus came out I was like obsessed <laughs> totally obsessed with it I wanted to see it so bad I knew it was going to be in 3d and at the you, you at, at that time or before that it, 3d was a major gimmick you know every movie was freaking doing it like you know it's like You had a 2D version and then you had the 3D version and you'd have to pay to see one or the other. But the thing with Ridley Scott is he doesn't seem like the kind of filmmaker that just jumps onto a gimmick. He wants to really utilize that technology. And he did. He really utilized it. But the prospect of seeing the movie in 3D was great. The movie theater in which it was playing was behind my apartment at the time like is nice. i could literally walk nice. into the theater so i was like uh, you know i I'd just gotten out of college at the time i was like i'm gonna get so blazed <laughs> and i'm gonna i'm gonna go in i'm gonna go into the i'm gonna walk to the theater i don't have to worry about driving i can just walk to the theater and have my have my mind blown by by the 3d prometheus and i was like i I'd probably be dead. My mind probably can't take it. You know, be like that combination, that trifecta. <laughs> that
1: was like that was like my buddy too. He's like he's like, dude, we are smoking some joints before. We it.
2: Like <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh, and you're supplying it. Oh, I love this. <laughs> great. All expenses paid trip to blow my mind with Ridley Scott movie. Okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. So you know, I uh, I I caught the very first showing, the midnight showing in 3d uh with a couple of friends and i yeah i i did enjoy it i i enjoyed the the visual so much i i think at the time there was a lot to grapple with i'd gone in with so much expectation built up in my head I had that expectation that I was like, Oh my God, it's going to lead directly to alien. They're saying it's not, but I think it is. And I hear that. So to walk (laughs) out of the movie, the way it was, I knew I had seen a good movie. I knew I had just seen a great movie, but I was also sort of mourning all the expectations (laughs) got dashed I, I hear that
2: like,
4: mm. I like, well, okay all right <laughs> yeah that was great but you know uh... but yeah that was that was my experience with with uh, seeing Prometheus in the theater but then of course I watched it again I I went back and you know I, I took my mom to see it you know because she's she was sort of the one that got me into alien in the first place she was a big alien fan so I was like oh you need to watch this and she actually likes it more than alien. Like she really, really. Yeah, she really latched onto the whole idea of aliens being our creators, things like that.
1: You know, I liked that part. I liked the ancient astronauts thing. I really did.
4: Yeah. And I I think she was very surprised. A lot of people were surprised because it's an alien movie kind of sort of does not have alien in the title, but it's very much an alien-esque movie. And it's in the alien universe.
1: (laughs) You could have fooled fooled me otherwise, Ridley, honestly.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Other Dave, how about you? I'll go last because I have a (laughs)
0: long-winded answer. Yeah. (laughs) I I saw, saw it in the theater, I think the first weekend it came out. Did not see it in 3D. Uh, similar uh, to, to Devin, my expectations were way too high, you know, um, and they were bi- bi- mostly based upon the first trailer for Prometheus. So if anyone's listening and hasn't seen it or doesn't remember it, just go to YouTube and watch Prometheus trailer number one. It's a 60 second trailer, there's no dialogue in it, um, except for they, they, there's a little bit in the beginning that they garbled and make it sound like it's a like a garbled radio transmission, uh, but it's actually just dialogue from the film. It's paced and structured very much like the like the first first trailer for Alien. Oh um,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. And, yep. and yeah. And yeah. I love that, that,
1: I loved that. Didn't you love that, Dave? I loved that. I
0: I I broke that trailer down like it was the Zapruder film. You know what Same I mean? Thing.
1: Like, I was looking at it on you, YouTube. Same thing. Frame. YouTube. Yes. Yeah, YouTube. Going, combing it on youtube man like wow this is so cool it's the same thing oh. yeah
0: frame by frame <laughs> trying to figure out as much of what was going on and it was so all the scenes they really focused on that trailer everything is very tight very dark very claustrophobic and it just felt like it, that alien vibe in terms of just the atmosphere and the aesthetics and everything and i was just beyond the, hyped i was the crazy the hyped.
1: crazy screams oh <laughs>
0: dong 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 it is
4: like yeah
1: it, you know, it was, <laughs> it,
3: it.
4: and the Pro best except, part of
3: that was... that alarm never use it as an actual alarm okay go on <laughs> uh,
4: but you know the the best part of that trailer that teaser trailer that really made you think this is an alien movie is th- there's that that moment of silence with the title and then you see uh, it's a quick shot of numi rapace in the um that pod the surgery pod and she's like you know just in agony screaming you're like oh my god this is an alien movie there's something Mm -hmm. happening here it's body horror again yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: what really got people just like wow and then so when i went to see it i liked it it was good i only went to go see it once it but it i didn't enjoy it as much as i could have it it's not the fault of the film, it's my, it's really on me because my expectations were just misplaced. I remember in the the opening shots, it was beautiful, right? I think that's Iceland, right, where they they filmed all the, the opening vistas yeah. and those opening shots. It looks amazing, um, but then once you get to the the opening sequence with the engineer, the ship, it's just like a saucer. The um, the engineers, and then the theme, the main theme kicks in. It started to feel a little like Star Trek to me. I was getting like a Star Trek vibe. It didn't have that kind of menacing kind of spooky theme we associate with with alien movies and just the look of the characters, the garb. The, I mean, I, I do think the engineers are cool, but they they do kind of look like something you'd see on a, in a Star Trek movie. You know what I mean? A person with prosthetics on you know what I mean? And it was very uh, bright, very open, very clean. Um, and so I did enjoy the movie. I think it's a, a really great science fiction movie. It's got some good horror elements in it. But I think my expectation was geared that it was going to be a more more horror-based, more uh, like that sort of tight, dark, claustrophobic feel that you have in Alien. It was very big, broad, epic, open. Yeah, I can
1: connect with that opinion, definitely, because I, I do like the claustrophobia, the darkness, because in Covenant that daylight scene on the cargo loader, it's the same kind of thing. Why are we out in the open sky? Why are we staring at this thing in the middle of the sunlight? Yeah, You're ruining the mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I would say I, I liked Prometheus. My first impression was I liked it. it. It it didn't fulfill my expectations, but I can't, you know, I think if somebody made a movie that I loved, you know, it, it probably would, you know, make $20 million, right? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's you know, I understand that, it's got to have broader appeal. And yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but it, I've come to actually appreciate and like the movie much more um, as the years have gone by. Um, again, because I've kind of I don't have those same expectations going in. And also I kind of understand its place in the alien universe a little better, right? right. Um, and ah. know, it's it, this the, the prequel expectations, even if they said, it's not really a prequel. We're going, well, why are you making the movie then? It's it's gotta kind of be a prequel, right? That's the whole reason we're Thank doing you. this. Yeah. Um, and but now that I kind of leave those expectations behind, just watch it. I just watched it recently a couple days ago with like fresh open mind. And I'm like, man, this is a really, really good movie, man. It looks great, it's got big ideas, um, it's got some great set pieces, it's got some really good performances. Uh, it's got a great cast, you know, it's it it really is a it's it just if you Judge it on its merits as a science fiction movie. It's a really, really good movie. Nice. <clears throat> um,
3: yeah, for me, I was going through, I've been obsessed with the alien movie since I was um, you know, younger, but I went through a period of, you know, i had read the comics and novels, and there was just nothing going on. And then I heard about Prometheus. It's really the first movie, because I think when the internet age was starting to come up that I had I had followed from the beginning to when it came out, so it was actually first I heard it was an actual alien prequel. I was a little excited. I'm like, all right. And uh, much like really Scott himself, I was obsessed with the guy in the chair. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And as I read more about it, he's like, yeah, you know what? Let's do something different. I was like, all right. And then the <laughs> title, then, Prometheus. The title on Prometheus was weird because there was not there's no alien name in it. And I'm like, what the fuck type of artsy fartsy pretentious name is this? I'm like, what is going on? I'm like,
0: ah, oh my god, all
3: right. So, I was still excited because you know, anything alien based, I'm going to check out because it's just who I am. So, I went with a couple of my friends. Um, we saw a midnight showing at uh, I think it was a local Regal AMC, I don't remember the hell we went, and uh, we saw it in 3D. I'm like, all right, and then. Um, You know, I'm a big fan of the comics. So I had this idea in my head of what the engineer, you know, what the, you know, what the space jockey should look like. So I'm watching it and like you guys, I was taking it back. I'm like, all right, everything's bright and shiny, all this new technology. I'm like, what is going on? But I'm like, you know what, this is kind of different. Like I kind of like how it's kind of its own thing. And then when the engineer first showed up, I was first kind of and this isn't what I expected but then in my head I'm like you know what if it looked like how I thought it was in the comics it'd probably come up pretty awful on screen when the movie ended you know I'm like that was actually kind of awesome and you know I didn't talk about it. I haven't really spoke about anything alien in in depth in years and then a couple of my co-workers at the time and friends have seen it and Prometheus it had that it set up a lot of questions which, depending upon what your view of the movie it was, was good or bad. And for me, it was good because I was just rife with one discussed theories. So I had fucking group chats going on at work and with my friends. we like, "All right, what is it? What was the green thing in the, um, you know, in the in the room? What what was this?" And we we're just talking these theories, these theories, these theories. I'm like, "This is fantastic! I can't remember the last time an alien movie had me do this." Um, then my friend who I saw the movie with, uh, my buddy Miguel, you know, this is. I hadn't even gotten to the, the groups yet. He introduced me to the Whale and Uteni Bulletin on a Facebook and then my small contained alien fandom world just went, I'm like, holy shit. There are other cycles like I am about these movies. This is crazy. So, you know, without Prometheus, who knows how long it would have been before I got excited about the movies again, before I got introduced to fandom, which led me to this eventually. So, I mean, it had little faults I didn't like, but just from it igniting my fandom again and discussing it with everyone, you know, I have a strong love for Prometheus and, um, you know, without it, who knows, who knows where it'd be fandom wise. So um, definitely, and like you were saying, seeing in 3D was really, Scott, one of the few producers to make it fucking worth something. I loved seeing in 3D. And At the time, I bought the gimmick myself. I got a at a three D TV at home, and I was it was one of the only movie that I would watch in three D. It was Prometheus because it was done right, but I absolutely love the movie despite its you know downfalls, which I suppose we'll get to eventually.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, I, mean, uh, I, I agree with you. I think that you know one of the best things about Prometheus isn't just the movie itself, but just how much real estate it opened up in the yeah. alien world yeah. for yeah. Yeah. new stories, yeah, right? And new Ivy. mythos. And it's really yeah. sparked like a renaissance, right? Because there's so many different yeah. directions uh, you can go now. Like you can have the traditional, you know, claustrophobic trapped environment with an alien. And I think that's what this Hulu movie that's coming out is more going to be kind of in that vein. You've got yeah. the Marines, you know, gunning it out with hordes of aliens. We got the video game for that. But now you bring in stuff like the engineer mythos that the RPGs dig into and the more kind of deeper take on the synthetics and I think at least that's my impression that's where the tv show is going to go so it just opened up all this real estate all this territory for creative yeah, completely people to, opened up to tell uh, original stories you know yeah because yep. how many times yep. as much as I love a bunch of people trapped with an alien in a spaceship space station prison whatever I think after 40 years you know that story yeah. gets a little stale yeah. you know it, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was like every yep. comic book I read every novel I got kind of that's why I kind of wasn't that interested in it anymore it was just sort of like it looks cool there's some cool stuff but it's always the same story you know right. and prometheus for whatever it's faults, was definitely not the same alien story over again right. right you know yeah even though- well
1: it, it uh it went to the same territory that alien resurrection did with with asking questions about the biology of the alien but it did it in a far more engaging fashion yeah, yeah. it used 2001 as the envelope instead of dark horse's worst comic books they ever yeah. wrote about aliens like I mondo heat pretty much yeah.
4: oh my god mondo pest that that, that <laughs> was that was a low that was such a
3: low yeah. <laughs> i mean the thing is it was low but for a comic book it works so it was good cheesy fun but when you try to put that it just Ham.
2: I don't know, Ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I,
0: yeah i was like the comics that had a just a totally strange and different twists, like music of yeah. spears. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just kind of crazy off-the-wall stuff that was new and different. Um, those, those I kind of gravitated to those a little bit more than some oh, of the ones where you could kind of see, here we go, you know, they're trying yeah. to trap the aliens again, they're trying to yeah. weaponize them, they're gonna get trope, loose. Trope, trope,
3: trope. There's gonna yeah. be a tw- somebody's
0: gonna be a synthetic that you don't expect. It's, yeah, you
3: know, well, at least Prometheus yeah. was 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 different. And I kind of at first I was, you know, this was back when I was like a, you know, a hardcore, really hardcore fan. I was like, God damn it, I want my direct prequel. Then after watching the movie, I'm like, I kind of like the idea. It's own little side story. It's kind of, you know, before, well, we won't get into Covenant too much, but before Covenant kind of did whatever it did to this movie, you know, it was it it was its own thing. It was by itself, its own story, away from the prequels i thought that was cool it could kind of experiment and and have some fun
0: yeah i felt and, like and it i felt like it really had the, the just the right little bit of connective tissue with alien like right. i really think right the the mural or statue or whatever yeah. in the in the in the in the head room whatever you call that room mm-hmm. that was a cool little scene because you're not really sure what it is i mean are they is it they're paying homage to them is it you know what i mean is it it's it's yeah you know and then you know having the 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 deacon at the end it was a cool little fan service thing but for me I, that was enough connection for me i didn't i think that yep. they yep. gone down the road of, of trying to incorporate uh, the aliens that early into this new sort of storyline i don't think it would have worked i think eventually had we gotten different a different kind of sequel you know what i mean they could have been yeah. brought in a little bit differently in a kind of cool way but um, and it didn't ever feel, it didn't feel like they tried to force it in at all, which I thought was cool. You know, yeah. like the, all the, the, the vases are kind of like an homage to the eggs. You know yeah. what I mean? There's those, those. I need of, one of those for my apartment. That's what I fucking need. Those things are cool as hell. Cool. <laughs> but
3: that hell. kind of,
0: that kind of connective tissue I thought was kind of cool between the movies yeah. and not having anything yeah. too, too on the nose. Yeah. yeah.
4: You know, like, cause the, uh, the movie deviating from what people expect from a direct prequel uh, I was a little disappointed at first but one movie kind of turned my mind around on that which was uh the thing prequel
2: mm-hmm. uh,
4: that's a direct prequel and I just felt empty at the end I'm like well yeah okay well we we know how it leads up to that point more or less I mean there are some inc- inconsistencies in that movie that you're you're just wondering why they did what they did, but the idea that it's branching off—it's a very tough—it's a very tough notion to sell to people. I can understand why the marketing got so kind of confusing, why they lean more towards alien in the marketing, because I remember leading up to the release that all their interviews, Damon Lindelof, uh, Ridley Scott. It was always them tr- like trying to push back against the idea that this was an alien freak.
1: Yeah. We don't like, we don't like John's Fayette's ideas, which I prefer personally. <laughs> it was always just like Lindelof. He's just such a terrible scriptwriter. I seen him just announced recently for what was it? The new star Trek movie. And I'm like groan! Here's another <laughs> IP that's going to get mauled by the guy. <laughs> same dude who wrote lost so it explains everything i mean
3: very confusing
1: writer <laughs> yeah. just like his show was <laughs>
3: yeah yeah i but, love yeah. lost yeah well yeah they were, trying to,
4: they were really trying to build up this uh this whole idea that, okay so the way damon lindelof i know you hate him mike Mystery box writer. I know you're I can't gonna stand
1: him. Alex what Skirson he said is the same thing.
2: <laughs>
4: what he said in an uh... interview was: he says he goes, Prometheus is like a father who gives birth to two children. One grows up to be alien. The other grows up to be whatever it's gonna. This movie's gonna lead down. You know whatever it's gonna give way to. So. Yeah, it was their intention to sort of like kind of get away from the alien without cutting it out completely. Like you're able to like in Alien, when you see Kane and Dallas and Lambert go into the ship, there's a little bit of a crossover happening. I kind of understood where they were going with this. It was like they were stepping into a larger world. This is that larger world. Yes. It's not just a. Lead up to something that we already know, and as soon right. as I understood that and grasped it, I was like, "Okay, yeah, I, I get it.
1: <laughs> I, I get why they did that." Well, that's it was like, uh, yeah. Well, what I found my renaissance with this movie when uh watching it, in, like watching it, kind of like in like paralleling some of the things that happened in this movie and Blade Runner, and there was just so much between those two films. There are conversations. That are almost mirror images of each other. Like, uh, it's too bad some of it got cut. That's kind of why I fan edited this film again. But there's a conversation between Peter Whalen and the engineer. There's a conversation in Blade Runner between, uh, what was it, uh, Roy Batty and his creator, right? Eldon Tyrell. And both Mm -hmm. of them, both of these conversations are predicated on the theme of asking your creator to extend your life with his power. And it's just, it's, it's seeing things like that, those, those kinds of thematic bridges between this movie and that movie. And I guess I could say covenant Two, but that's not applicable to this, but still the, there's just this creationist verb that radiated through all of them. And then I see 2049 and I see more of that too, where if we can create life, what are the consequences of creating such life is a theme that all three of those movies carry very strongly. And I found all three of them had a spring Renaissance in my brain. Cause I was like, Oh wow. I get what all three of these movies are talking about. And they all have a very strong theme in this question of like, like, I mean, the creation of life is a big thing. Even in our society today, it's a huge thing. There's massive fricking morale, moral debates that circulate around are, can women cancel pregnancies or not? And that's just a huge thing in our society. This is the same concept, but it's just carried forward into stuff like alien life. Or if we could create artificial life ourselves as human beings, like build robots or grow clones, or if we could play with this alien science and create monsters, like what would the consequences of said actions be? And I just found the whole thing exploded for me in a much more interesting light, seeing it subsequently that way and like what Dave said earlier, not seeing it so much as a monster chase and not worrying about it not adhering to the rules of a traditional monster chase film because it didn't need to because it was breaking out of that pattern now.
0: Yeah, I, yeah had noticed, like, I, I had noticed that yeah. watching, rewatching Prometheus, there's a exchange between, uh, you know, when Wayland is doing his, you know, it's in the early part of the movie when it's a hologram of him. And he, uh, I don't know why he has to do this to David, but he's just like, David has no soul right yeah he says that line in the movie and that reminded me of you know very similar dialogue uh in blade runner 2049 right the scene where where he gets told you know uh yeah you know you don't have basically you don't have a soul right that scene with
1: Joshi, that is fire oh god (laughs) and
0: and it's like they're almost they're not word for word identical but they're they're very similar scenes um and it's this idea that you know since since they we created them we innately just look down on them, that they're inferior to us because we created them, right? And why yeah. wouldn't why wouldn't the engineers look at us the same way, right? I mean, you know, yeah. they may, since they made us, they have to be better than us. They have the the right to impose moral judgment. Maybe to the engine, whatever we consider a soul for humans, you know, whatever the engineers, their version of that, they think we don't have that, right? They don't, and the way don't, that
1: see. Seemed- and the way the scenes play out is is pe- they're like reverses of each other. The son crushes the father's head, and then uh. it's vice versa. The creator mm. crushes the head. You guys head. gonna
3: make me watch mm. other shit, <laughs> other
1: way around? I just finished Again. watching it today, and like it's just so cool because like the engineer takes Waylon down, where it's the reverse in the other situation. Eldon gets his head smashed in mm-hmm. by by his boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're as good as we could make as you could as we could make you, Roy. You're you're just gonna have to be happy the way you are. No, Crunch pops his head like a grape. <laughs>
2: yeah, he kisses
4: him too. It's creepy. Kisses yeah, him it's first.
0: And
1: it's
0: very... like, like then kiss like of the Ju-
1: death!
0: Yeah. It's like the Judas kiss or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you brought up that hologreen
3: hologram uh scene, Cause I was watching actually, uh Mike, I was watching your uh Cut earlier today uh, before I went out and I'm watching the scene and in two sentences, um, Wayland manages to insult David and Vickers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah this is, this is the closest having... thing I'll have to a son. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. the yeah. guy. Yeah.
3: He is just
1: fucking. It's just, yeah. you, can, you can just see the penis envy on Vickers' face, like. What the fuck is that supposed to fucking mean? I, I, Sitting I, I, there, I, 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 there, and, and then, and, and, and David's like, "You really?" <laughs> and then, like, w- yeah, way way later in the movie too, that speech <clears throat> that the speech she has with him that got cut, oh, so great, had, yeah, yeah, that was perfect. A king so great. his rule, and then he dies. Like, so yeah, up yours, dad. <laughs> you know, I mean,
4: it's well, perfect. The 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 subtlety in that scene was just great because she. She uh, she leans down and she says, you know, I respected you. I, lo- uh, you know, I, I I looked up to you and, and she, yeah. basically she's saying you're you're useless. You're an old man now. Yeah. And she goes she says something about, uh, you know, the last breath leaving his godforsaken mouth. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> he he clenches his fist. And then he goes anything else and then she's like no that's it father and it, it 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 plays better when it's not cut up the way it was in the theatrical version, the theatrical yes. oh. version you don't really it just feels kind of out of place but in that one you you're kind of getting a whole relationship in one scene yeah it, right. it just didn't
1: fit and yeah. it's like the same thing with her and, and yannick talking later like it adds so much yet they dragged all that awesome dialogue out of there for two-hour runtime whatever <laughs>
2: yeah, yannick
1: yannick walk barges in he's like
4: uh yeah based on this i'm going to extrapolate uh it was a bioweapons facility it got out kill them the end and uh it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's
1: like <laughs> for I'm all like, you people okay. who are having trouble with this existential spin here it's a bad joint. <laughs> you know, it was done so
4: much better in the Vickers scene, and and yeah. I'm sure we will touch on that when we talk about the things that we didn't like. But yeah, yeah it was where editing with this movie especially it got in the way. In Alien, it was pitch perfect; the editing was perfect. But in Prometheus, which is a very like a very uh, character driven. Uh, plot driven story It really needed a lot more room to breathe.
1: Yeah. it was uh, taken away from the thematics they were trying to establish. Like some of those scenes yeah. actually go right into the thematic core of the film. Really
3: good. I have such a passion for the deleted scenes in this movie. We're we'll probably going to do, do a separate little mini episode just based on the we'll probably do a combo one with the space script and the deleted scenes. I think, I mean, I haven't written anything in forever, unfortunately, but one of the favorite thing, favorite articles I've ever written was I did, I did all about the deleted scenes in this movie. And it's just how most of them, I would say 90% of them just add so much more to the movie. I mean,
0: seg- we might
3: as well just segue to stuff we didn't like at a, Yeah, a, I was going to say,
0: watching the movie, they definitely could have. Oh, my edi- God. There were some editing issues. But the thing that early on in the movie, um, the scene in the tunnels with Milburn and Fifield, getting lost that that seems to just go on forever right when i was watching the film they must cut back to them running around lost in there a half dozen times right and it's like we got it they're lost you know we made that point they could have saved and and then the whole sort of like comedic lead up to uh them running into the hammer peed didn't work right i felt like they they, and that kind of bogged the movie down and i think for some people that took them out of the movie you know because he had this kind of goofy setup goofy scene yeah the actual like
3: it was like friday the 13th yeah they want,
0: they, they want but- they wanted them guys to be
1: like levity characters like parker and brett but they did not bounce no, no. like parker no. and no. brett yeah. did yeah, it didn't they work. didn't work that yeah, way yeah.
0: yeah and the, the actual the, the the scene with the hammer peed and the death and um fightfield getting the acid i think it was a really that cool awesome. scene but that's like yeah. a minute, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that like a awesome. one minute scene and they're yeah. in they're in an you know, an uncharted alien complex. It could have just fallen through, you know, a hole in the floor and gotten separated, ran into the amper gotten white. They could have cut five minutes out of the film and stuck uh, some of those really good deleted scenes. That was my, that was really the only flaw to me was that whole sort of sequence cutting back from the ship to the tunnels to the ship. Yeah, it was too much. It it felt like it it just wasn't really put together right or spliced together the right way. And it sort of, Trying to be comedic and then trying to be really horrifying right after that—it was just kind of jarring. That's that's the only part of the movie that, for me personally, kind of doesn't work that well.
3: And how about Feifield saying it's a geologist, and meanwhile he's surrounded by rocks?
0: Motherfucker, just look around!
3: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah, You're, like, You're surrounded down. by rocks.
1: You're in a stone You're... pyramid. What are you talking about? Hello,
3: <laughs> McFly, <laughs> dude. I'm... I mean, I get your something. mind off of get your mind off of Ethan Hunt and fucking yeah ge- I mean, do I, I, shit. I, I and like then things. the other dumb moment to me was fucking sure they're going to this unknown area. Yeah, you know what those guns just stay in the ship. What? Oh god. Oh god. Uh, it's it, there,
1: what? there's this, there's a there's a scene huh? in AVP AVP has mm. the same stupid shit going on. I hate Santa Latham in that movie where she's like, We don't need guns on this expedition. No, no. Just so that the predators can just slaughter you easier later. Don't bring guns. Yeah, that I mean be bad I, idea. I mean,
0: I do I get it a little bit in that, you know, it's I think trying to show how idealistic she is, right? Um, We're in Antarctica,
1: you know, there's no bad guys here. Well, okay, I, I, whatever. You know,
0: I mean I mean I mean, I mean with, with Shaw that she, you know, she's very idealistic, right? This is almost like a oh yeah, uh, almost guess. like a pilgrimage, like a faith-driven thing. Right. Or she hasn't really even considered the possibility. That there's going to be hostility there right yeah so, i would i would I got, say her and
1: her and latham's character are the same kind of thing they're just civilian people more or less yeah so you got to give them a pass then hold doubt.
4: yeah they're they're meeting their gods the people that made them and you know oh they're leading us here they they mean no harm <laughs> well that's uh,
0: yeah that gets into you know maybe I, I try to sort of say this is a science fiction movie any science fiction i don't expect 100% realism you know there's certain leaps of logic you got to make you got to yeah it. Absolutely. But, but one of the things that you know i sort of go why did they leave a star map to a deadly bioweapons facility pointing to it <laughs> yeah. now maybe you could say you can you can reason your way out you know 2000 years however many it was however many years ago it was, thousands of years ago, maybe that wasn't a bioweapons facility, right? Maybe there's other sites on that planet. They just happened to pull up next to the bioweapon. You know, you could land in the US and you could land next to a weapons facility, right? If you're from another planet. But it just seemed like there wasn't a good explanation. It was was it a trap. You know what I mean? Like, you know, did they want to know that if we achieved interstellar travel, that we were a threat of some sort. And so it was like they were trying to lure us there, you know, so that way they go, okay, this civilization we see has reached a point at which, you know, they can travel between planets. They probably developed advanced weapons. You know, now we, we, now we know who they are, what they are. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the thinking was, but it's like, yeah, they visited us and, you know, they, they created us essentially. Well, they,
1: they, visited um, us Riddle- and then they
0: said, "Come, come to our our weapons facility." <laughs> like, <laughs> so Rid- weird.
1: Ridley Rid- Ridley offered up something like, "I guess, like, I guess Jesus was an engineer with oh, some claim made, those, right?"
4: Uh, no, I don't know. I think he's no. babbling. Yeah, that was yes, he was that, that, babbling.
0: You,
1: you
4: saw feels, you saw that the that court feel, of, that, court that,
0: of was wine that
1: That feels yeah. like the whole religious conversation in the film to me. It's just like, oh, who created God? Though I'm like, no, I don't care, Shaw. Just get to the scary parts already, man. <laughs> I, I mean, done, saw, done with the religion thing already. <laughs> yeah, if you saw
0: Fire from the Gods, you know you know Ridley Scott travels around with like a tray yeah. of wine, right? So yeah. I'm guessing that in some of these I mean, interviews... Yeah. That's the life. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a they, life they goal. They said right that's man. one of the cool things working on alien movies. You know when yeah. Ridley's going to come down. That's a life goal. check yeah. in on you because his <laughs> assistant wheels in a cart of like, Vintage expensive wine before he arrives, so he can have. He doesn't
1: do. He doesn't do tea time anymore. He does wine. He does wine
0: time. So (laughs) some of these things he throws out in interviews. Uh, Maybe it's after happy hour. I mean, I don't know. Some of them. (laughs) Or he's just taking a piss. You know, in these
3: interviews, he says some wild shit. Well, you know,
4: I love to just that. Actually, you know, if I was, I was a little younger, and you know, I kind of had leukemia. I don't know, but. I I, that would be my wish my dying wish Uh, be like can I just talk to Ridley Scott yeah like a couple hours because I feel like sitting down with him you would walk away like like what the did I hear what I just think I heard or like
0: what's going on here I I saw the I saw the news that Pete Davidson's going to space and somebody on Twitter said this guy's whole life is like a -a make-a-wish kids (laughs) I'm convinced this guy's secretly yeah. a Make-A-Wish kid, and that's why all this stuff keeps happening to him. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, uh, with Prometheus and you know all of those all of those questions, that was what a lot of people had trouble with, uh, especially people that you know hadn't really thought about it. They're just like, it didn't answer anything. Why is this like this? Why is this like that? I spent so long trying to answer those questions. The other the day. <laughs> And Michael know this, uh, because that like I I came up with the whole storyline like oh yes this is how this is explained this is how this is explained explains this and this and this and this but then I'm thinking to myself I'm not getting paid for this why didn't they think of this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right don't that's don't the...
1: kill yourself over it man I yeah. remember whatever <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was working at uh I think I that was like Dave talked about getting sucked into social media through answering questions about this prequel stuff and that's this st- where i got sucked into it it was just working in uh, like a i was like in a facebook group asking qu- answering questions and i wasn't even a moderator or an administrator and then one of the people on the team was like approached me you know a lot about this stuff i'm like well i've been watching these movies for years yeah and do you want to help us like you know deal with some of these people's questions and how like you know some of the questions they're asking and it's just and then you try to answer all these people's questions and then like it's like you were saying, Devin, at some point you just, you die of exhaustion and you're like, wait a minute. No, this isn't my job. I just got to enjoy <laughs> yeah. the movie. That's all I need to do. Yeah, I, that's one of the things
0: I don't I don't like it. I think movies should be self-contained, You know, give you all the information that you need. They shouldn't over explain yeah. things. But, yeah. they, they, you know, um, but I remember, I think it was Matrix, the second Matrix movie. Um, there's a new character that shows up and I remember thinking like, who's this new character? And I, somebody was, and what I found out was they were like, "Oh well, if you play the video game,
1: yeah." You find out <laughs> yeah. Who this character is.
0: And I'm like, "I'm not playing some shitty movie tie-in yeah. video game." Welcome to the viral
1: campaign, friend. Yeah. Just starting. Plot. You know
0: what <laughs> I mean? Like, it should all. I mean, you could build off it in other kinds of media. But yeah, it should, should have all the information you need in yeah. the movie to understand and i mean honestly
1: it's it's just gotten worse because look at prometheus it's a victim of the viral ad campaign yep. didn't we all want didn't we all want the ted talk in the movie in the intro guys didn't we all want to see yeah. that in the intro well, why I was, wasn't it in the beginning of that movie
4: and oh, I thought, though, sun yeah, filmed uh, it yeah, yeah right. exactly
1: and you know what? I, I've done that with so much of what Ridley did. I've just plugged his son's work into his work, and it just fits. I, I'm like, yeah. this viral should have been here in the first place, yeah. and it's similar in tone enough to what his dad does. Yeah, so I, yeah. and his,
0: his son has done some work on Raised by Wolves that I think he can definitely see the similarities. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I love style. Morgan. That movie Morgan, I love That's that movie. That's a great movie.
1: And it feels like a prequel to Blade Runner. Synthetic yeah. humans, I mean oh, I've heard this somewhere before, you know?
3: <laughs> I think after I saw Morgan, I was like, man, this movie could be called like the Wailing yutani Chronicles or some shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll switch back to the L5s. So which, is that like an early version of Nexus? <laughs> you know, like,
3: we'll switch right, my- to the L7s. I'm gonna have to rewatch Morgan. I'm gonna have to rewatch Morgan tomorrow.
1: (laughs) And Blade Runner got a good list going.
4: I do, I do, I do. (laughs) Yeah, personally, sometimes I I like to I like to kind of play into that whole pseudo connected universe thing.
1: Yeah, it's fun to watch. I like to watch be fun. Headcanon doesn't hurt anything. Yeah,
4: yeah. I like to watch Blade Runner, Outland, outland's good alien. You know, like that there's some thread of consistency,
1: visual consistency.
4: Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah
0: like
1: I, just I was talking it. to my talking to my brother about Outland the other day. He said, dude, I could buy that being a station that Waylon Utani owns. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: I just I just watched <laughs> Outland for the first time a couple of weeks oh. ago. Oh nice based on Good people for recommending you, it on Twitter and stuff. And
1: it's, an uh, it's definitely
0: movie. a western in space. I mean, the story yeah. is not a yeah. sci-fi plot, but yeah, yeah, visually you're really struck it definitely looks like it's it's happening somewhere in the alien universe yeah. right i mean it's, yeah, yeah. it's it's visually and also you know yeah. the score is done by is, is by the same same person as alien right? jerry
1: goldsmith
4: yeah jerry in yeah. yeah. the score yeah. right so
0: it's um it was a really cool movie i really like that one well
1: and the way the way hyams used claustrophobia in it too is really effective like you feel like he's trapped in the station he doesn't have very very many places to go to hide from these guys coming after yeah it was cool. I liked it. I didn't see it till about a year or two ago myself, and yeah, when I, I sat watch, down I and I watched
3: it about a year ago, also, yeah.
1: Yeah, I took it in and I was like, "Oh wow, wow!" Connery was amazing in this film, and I guess Pete Hyams in that "In Search of Tomorrow," he said uh, Connery was so committed to that. He was working closely with Hyams to make the movie work well. Hmm. He wanted it to be, you know, he wanted it to work, and he was very committed to it. And that's good to hear cuz I guess back when he was younger and he did Zardoz he was like what the hell is this
4: you know yeah well, really what the hell was that what
1: what was that <laughs>
4: that crotch grabbing little fucking leotard he was wearing what was that <laughs>
1: well, it it's it's like logan's run though it belongs to that school of weird 70s sci-fi where it's a little little uh a, i guess a little out there you know just a bit out there kind of just a different art style <laughs> yeah <laughs> weird engaged nihilism because there are definitely parts of both those movies that are just
3: what what was that what did i just watch <laughs> yeah right right yeah i mean another thing we I mean, i'm sure we'll do something separate the characters eventually but another stand of the movie was fucking michael fassbender's david was
4: oh man
3: yeah yeah david, stealing.
1: Dave. You, Dave, you just talked about the big elephant in the room we didn't talk about yet yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
4: We're bound to get to him. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna talk about this movie. You're gonna talk about Michael Fassbender being a great actor. It's,
3: it's got to come yeah. up. If it I'm doesn't, so I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into it more. But yeah, holy shit, yeah. his performance alone and character, like he was, um, he did such a good job of towing the line. Is he, you know, whose side is he on? And you know, yeah. does he have any agendas? Just brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
1: Great method acting
3: was really good. Yeah.
1: He was a robot and and he reinvented the synthetic, I think, because we had seen like, you know, like Dave said, we had seen the same thing lots and lots of times. It's a good point. Yeah. But like, you know, this was a different way to look at him. Like, what if he was Pinocchio instead of just an established robot off the line like every other one? He was a special one. I
0: designed him personally. You know, yeah, the the synthetics in the series before had been very like one note, right? You had Ash, who's clearly, yeah, just doing the carrying out the company's agenda, has no compunction about killing. You You have Bishop, who's very heroic, self sacrificing, right? You know, we hadn't seen a really deep, and I mean, call and resurrection has some interesting <laughs> aspects I, you know let's
1: it, talk she, less about that yeah who,
0: who, who drinks coffee with boxing gloves yeah, <laughs> yeah. i I, um, dro-
1: I, dro- I dropped the space hooch with boxing gloves okay get out of here dirt face
0: really
3: <laughs> oh that movie
0: but you know but you know and was, in the of,
3: even once i hate that movie she was faking being drunk so so she could sneak
0: into a <laughs> right. cell or whatever yeah. right yes yeah had, you know, yeah yeah so- um, it doesn't say it doesn't save the scene, but yeah, no, no, but no, but I guess my point is that, you know, Fastbender definitely his acting allowed us to see it, you know, a much deeper and more complex take on the synthetic yeah, uh, than we yeah. have, than we had seen in the series before. Yeah.
4: Because in the, the John Spates draft, you know, I, I really feel like the finished product, it, it, it was an improvement on that draft as good as it was because.
1: But honestly, that's not that's not the script. That's the actor Bender well, could elevate see, whatever whatever Fassbender was working off of. He would elevate the lines. If they weren't good enough, he would have made them better. We'll see. In the, guess, the, in, it's like, why was there no aliens in the movie?
4: Well, in the I, script, <laughs> David, David was <laughs> overtly villainous. Yes. Yeah, exactly. In, he, in the I, script. And he was, you know, he was seen very much as an antagonist sort of right off the bat but just uh, just like prometheus uh it sort of grew from that initial conceit of well instead of this being about uh the beginnings of the xenomorph let's make this about that that initial conceit of these aliens creating us and why they would create like some amazing things and why they would create some horrifying things they did the same thing with david and they made him from uh, you know, being just this rogue android, that's kind of what he ended up being in the John Spates version, he was another rogue android, he was just kind of going off on his own thing uh, but in Prometheus he became this you know, figure who ended up being more compelling than Shaw and that he, as a, as, as a someone else's creation, he's learning that the the hierarchy of creators and creations is a lot bigger than he was led to believe. And that's why he becomes so fascinated with the engineers. And, and then of course that it's a whole other ball of wax covenant tries to kind of push him further in this direction where he, he wants to be a creator himself.
1: See see, the thing I'll say about it. And I was kind of snarly at the beginning when you started, but, when i came in on that i honestly would would come back again though and say though i liked the way they carried him through they honestly did carry him through in a way that i found satisfying i liked the doctor moreau morrow-esque twist of covenant like welcome to my dark metropolis" or whatever and he gets all twisted like dr Moreau, like you're not going to escape here i'm going to use you all as part yeah. of my experiment right you know like i liked that i The gothic castle, some of the pacing in it kind of slows it down. But still, just the way his character carries through past this film, I didn't mind the trajectory that was created by Fassbender and Scott through both films. But I guess some people don't care for it. But I would agree that, yes, definitely when Fassbender took over the central characterization, all the motivations kind of took it in a direction that Scott let him go with, it it definitely made the character a much more interesting character than the original draft, which – like I say, I think it's more lore-based in that original draft where I find it really astounding. Some of the dialogue, like you say, is a bit generic at times, no doubt.
4: Well, you know, like in the original yeah. scripts, yeah. Uh, Wayland wasn't, he he would—he didn't factor into the third act or, or anything beyond the first act. In the movie, he obviously heavily factors in. Yeah. Uh, but with uh, what I loved about David becoming such a multifaceted character in Prometheus is he's stumbling across the same shit that everyone else is stumbling across and at first you think oh he's playing around with this stuff because his creator is telling him to but in reality you know he's doing it because he's just curious he, he, he's doing it for himself he's, he's satisfying his own curiosity he, isn't, he doesn't give a shit about Vickers or Wayland at the end of the day yeah, he he, he wants feel, he, he's he's found his own calling and he's pursuing yeah. it actively. Yeah, he, in he and almost
1: he feels like almost yeah. like a, a amoral version of Mister Data from Star Trek. He wants to know about yeah. things, but he also doesn't have a moral compass either, though. So he doesn't care if he throws the other people under the bus doing it.
0: Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> yeah he's he has a very like uh, childlike quality to his performance. Yes. Know, in yeah, that yeah. In, in, in that he's sort of discovering his capabilities his power how he can actually influence and do things and potentially hurt people uh but he doesn't really have any parents right in a sense to sort of socialize him towards you know what is right and what is wrong he doesn't true i agree he doesn't really have any sort of a a moral compass he's like a brilliant child left to their own devices you know Um,
1: truly by the end of the film when he's like Goodbye, Mister Whalen, and now Pinocchio's off the strings fully. Yeah. <laughs> like yikes!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of would have liked to have seen a a Shaw David buddy film as yeah. the sequel. I think, a, I think a buddy cop movie with those two. You know, there was flying through space. I think, I think could have been kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know.
3: there was supposed to be a. Uh, I might have my facts wrong on this. I'm sure someone fact-check me if not. From what I re- remember. Is the the book? There's supposed to be a book that that was supposed to focus on what happened with David and Shaw, but Fox decided to keep that on the back burner in case they want to use it for a movie or something. So when the novel came out, instead of getting that amazing idea, we got. Alien Covenant Origins, which was <laughs> ninjas, ninjas. Oh, I have a exploding exploding cows. I have a high tolerance for sci-fi and for shit, especially with the alien universe. I'm I know I'm a sucker mm. for it. It takes a lot for me to hate something, especially with the books. I love almost all the books, even the, the comics, but this book was just not. Good, especially after knowing what it could have been beforehand. So now we might never get the story. Yeah, I mean, of, there could, there could be a Shaw and could, David, unless hopefully, um, huh.
1: it's Marvel it's a real goes, tra-
3: you know what, let, let's do a comic of it or a visual novel. But all we got was, tra- was the
4: crossing.
1: That's all we well, got yeah, exactly. Go it's a yeah. tragedy. That's all we got that little clue. Here's what, here's the, here's the little snippet of what might have happened. I turned that into God. an epilogue, I turned that into an epilogue, so you know, my fan it because I, I. I knew people wanted at least that much.
3: You know, just that cooking. What a waste of potential good storytelling. (laughs) Jesus fuck for fuck's sake. And you know, it just
4: gets really confusing because and it all comes back to these prequels using extraneous material to flesh out little bits of the story that the main movie couldn't be bothered to cover. Yes. It, you depend yes. on the person having seen the crossing to know, oh, his head is reattached. How did that happen? Or yeah. well, you'd have to have seen a, something on YouTube that shows him getting his head reattached. Yeah. Because you. But a lot of people are like, well,
3: the the only only we're the only ones fucking yeah. watching it. Yeah. It's like the,
1: like the bombing does. sequence comes up and he's just standing there in his blue suit with his head on and you're like, but no, there's, but no, but. Yeah, <laughs> like most yeah. audience members would be like, he should be headless. That doesn't make any sense yeah. to me at all. Yeah, Let's and see, then and the way that Ridley cheaped out on the makeup for the engineers in the follow-up film too. Oh God, Probably the debates. It, the Girl, debate's well, it, yeah. I have to give I have to give Ridley
4: Scott some credit though, because you know he really had to fight for that.
1: That's right, uh, and it's like it was yeah. it was haunt, it was like a lot of extras, and the fact that the makeup doesn't match up that it's just because there was so many of them you yeah. couldn't afford to I mean, do that job on every single actor and then yeah. you get all these people who are like it's a different species online and you're like but, oh but, sweet but guess, fucking but, mother
0: of lord yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh i've but, heard that uh, but did you really sorry even, wrong guess yeah, i don't think exactly. that you really needed that scene i mean it, you had seen the devastation on the planet
1: oh i, I loved it. it sorry bad to differ i loved it <laughs> i love that scene i even rescored it with like a killer track from like i think it was a Blade Runner twenty forty nine trailer, and it just this horrifying, like it was a Hans Zimmer thing, and like the shit just comes raining down, and they're like, ah, and it's just these heavy yeah. basso fucking noises yeah. hitting while it's happening, and I, I, I do, just I love, do. I love the insane horror of the moment. It was yeah. just in a movie that was needing more attention. It was a moment that actually did make you grit your teeth and go, holy yeah. shit. I, I do <laughs> like the,
0: I do like the. The phases, or whatever you call them, oh, that was so being awesome, dropped man. down, and it's a, yeah. it's a it's a double yeah. helix, cool. right? VNA like yeah. double yeah. w- yeah. helix coming down. That's a cool. That was a nice, cool little. Yeah, touch like when I, liked I was today. playing from playing me like, team me like. too many fucking
3: mm-hmm. times. When you get to that part in the game, and one of the characters goes, "I know an ammo clip." When I see it, I go, "Motherfucker, I never thought of that."
4: Oh, <laughs> 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 well, see, there's a there's a this just a quick aside, but there's a fan edit that. I really liked it's called the Evanis fan edit. And I just kind of liked the way that he structured that flashback sequence. I feel like the flashback sequence in the theatrical cut of covenant was horribly misplaced.
1: That's what I did too. I moved and, it. Yeah. You, you yeah, moved it gave
4: it him away like, too fast. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Gotta yeah. Take, you,
1: you take it to right after you're a disappointment yeah. to me. And then you go to that. And it shows you just how fully malevolent he can be because he turns on Walter horribly, and then it shows him shows what he really did to everybody on that planet. So in the (laughs) Evanus
4: cut, which I feel like was really good way to go, the Evanus cut starts with the you know the typical David with Wayland playing the piano. It segues to the 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 crossing uh, video where You know, Shaw's on the ship with him, reattaches his head. And then the ship arrives on the the planet. And David is sort of looking down at them. And it was a recycled shot of him with the tears in his eyes as soon as he released the pathogen. But they don't, the way it's edited, the pathogen has not been released. But then when Walter confronts uh, David in his lab and says, uh, it wasn't, ac- it wasn't an accident. You did this on purpose. Yeah. And that's when the rest of the flashback is revealed. And I was like, hmm. why the fuck didn't Ridley Scott think of that? Why the fuck didn't he do
1: Because That would
4: have been so that's perfect. pretty good. <laughs> well, so even, perfect. even,
1: even just talking about in the movie itself, theatrically, the way they put it, it's way, way too early, way oh, too yeah. early. They yeah.
2: show it yeah. so
1: early. He's like, talking about things and you haven't even fully established that he's malevolent yet and it's like oh yes and then cut to what he really did and you're like well obviously he's evil so none of them should ever trust him like (laughs) wow you've just ruined a bunch of the movie now like there's no tension anymore he's gonna kill them all obviously you know i just like you say just moving it around structurally makes a lot more sense that's like sounds like kind of similar to what Job Willens did with some of his stuff, where he went back and forth between things. Like, I think a, he did that with Covenant and Prometheus, where he would show things that happened in Prometheus. Then he would show things that happened parallel to things in Covenant. Where oh, like pulled, the I think yeah, that
3: was one with, like, he cut both movies into one,
1: Yeah, the crews experience everything in parallel.
3: Yeah, that's pretty cool. It oh, was an edi- cool editing
1: experiment. Yeah, it was an editing experiment. It was interesting.
3: Yeah, Yeah,
1: i tend to add more he was kind of chopping it up and moving it around i like to add more with when i do that kind of stuff but he was moving it around structurally and like the avenus cut there was like Devin was talking about same thing plays with it structurally just to kind of show motivation in a way where it's i guess hiding it behind the curtain a little bit more maybe until it's time to pull it back
4: yeah but the way the theatrical cut handled it was um yeah, clumsy. It was clumsy. Yeah, it was very clumsy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow. So you're really giving the game away, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um, it is it, yeah. it
1: is tragic that a lot of the material that bridges these two films though was lost in viral campaigns. You know, like
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, they had the right idea, because they were they were they were good because it helped to drum up interest. But most people, Look. when they went to see Prometheus. I was, the only people who watched it were people like us. It's <laughs> the, the the average the average Joe. What
1: was that? Know, that, <laughs> right, that, yeah, wasn't,
3: actually, that wasn't I, that wasn't I, an alien isolation reference. You know, I, but, I,
0: um,
3: I, you know, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna watch it. They don't yeah, know I, they see Ridley Scott, they see Alien. All right, let me watch this shit.
0: You know, that's actually a good question. They're like, I was... they're, I don't,
3: it's like You shouldn't need to do fucking homework to fully appreciate a movie. You should just be able to just go in. And enjoy it, and, there's, extra, yeah, and there's yeah, and there's extra stuff. It's up to you if you want to do the research and look at the viral stuff. Like again, I fucking worship the arguably worship the Prometheus, but I know just the way it was delivered and everything. Not really, wasn't really some sloppiness. It was just
1: was it not a cohesive. Wasn't a cohesive no. package. You know, we want like just no. put it all in the movie so we can make it all processed yeah. right on the spot. yeah.
0: Yep. I, I always kind of wondered how the, you know, I, I always felt like the shift from Prometheus to Covenant was well, we want to put Alien back in the title. We want to put the the Xeno in the poster. We want to put it in the commercial, you know. And I've always wondered the audience for Covenant, how much of that was, how much of that audience had seen Prometheus, right? How much of the audience was people going to that saying, well, I really like Prometheus. Would they even, would the casual viewer really know it was a Prometheus sequel? If they just heard, well, there's an alien movie coming out, and then how much of the audience was really people who would didn't go see Prometheus but said, oh, well, I remember Alien, I saw Alien mm-hmm. or Aliens, so I, it, it was the way that they changed the framing and the marketing of the movie. I was always kind of curious how that influenced what the because the audience was smaller for Covenant than for Prometheus. How much of a right. how much how much benefit did they get from pulling Alien back into the title versus how much did they maybe lose by not making it? More clearly linked to Prometheus, That's what we've been yeah. talking about. It was more, more
3: mixed messages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The studio. I'm Typical sure they, they
4: pull them aside. Yeah. Oh,
1: go I ahead, just, Michael. Oh no, no. I was just, I just mean, just you know, it, it's just. Ah, oh, Fox—the way they change gears and development cycles, especially for so many of these alien films through history. Like, you see, what is it with uh, these guys talking about Alien Three? And I made the intro to it, and it was that that hilarious, way too out of the gates early trailer where it's like, "This time, Alien is on Earth." And then no, I just no, no to- they—I they, I, I I saw cut, that in the—I the I cut to the trombone. So I. Trail. I, yeah, I it was—it was, tr- it was,
0: it was yeah, on I, Earth. I, yeah, on earth I'm, everybody can hear you scream that's yeah. what they said in the trailer. i, I,
1: I yeah. cut to the trombone noise for the intro for these guys's episode because like you know yeah whoa maybe you should get a script in hand before you make a trailer it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. whoa yeah boy. it was just a
0: teaser with the i can't remember what movie i saw it in front of but it was just a t te- it was terminator 2 i think right i think it was terminator yep. 2 in the theater That'd be about it, was right. just, it was just the alien egg um panned over it and it said you know um, in 1979 or something, you found out that yeah. in space, no one can hear you scream. Next year, you'll find out that on Earth, everybody can hear you. Everyone can hear yeah. you scream. And <laughs> I remember totally flipping out and being like, oh, my yeah. God, we're getting. And I, I I don't know how far along the Dark Horse comics were at that point. I think we had gotten the, the Earth War run, maybe. I think so. so. Yeah, exactly. So you're yeah.
1: gaslighting the audience mm, to expect yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, and this you, is going to be them and, yep, awesome. and you give them a really dystopian prison movie. So... You're throwing yeah. the audience's yeah. compass way out, way out with yeah. that. yeah. yeah. yeah well, to that think they awesome. weren't even going to go in
4: that direction in the first yeah. place it's <laughs> yeah. like before yeah. that. Well, yeah. it the, was the, bunks. The, 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 I mean,
0: I mean that that's the great thing about the the Earth War comic run is you get the aliens on Earth and you get the humans on the alien homeworld, right? Yeah. Moving, yeah, moving in parallel, yeah. you know, yeah. Sort yeah. Of in different directions. Um, but I mean, you'd need like a. You know, that was an early CGI date. You, you, would have, to you have, need, you'd have to have a hundred guys in xeno yeah. costumes jumping around in this every scene. Be, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: Like, I think it was AVP when they could first show a swarm of aliens. So, like, the technology. Had I a love place that to part. Go.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I get that. No, that, is. Is I a cool that. Scene. Yeah, yeah. That, it's when a when very they, cool scene. When they pan back, right? And you see, like, yeah, val- yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a cool scene. I don't like yeah. that. And, movie, then, but,
1: and then they all do predator seppuku and blow themselves to bits.
0: Yeah. Kaboom. I had
3: a bit of a nerd gass in the first time. It. yeah that it was a really cool up. seat it was really well done yeah <laughs> just to circle back to Prometheus a bit before we said i know we could digress <laughs> the alien covenant uh a lot yeah, i know as well. that, that shows but, what uh, kind of
2: movie it is yeah
3: exactly <laughs> but um when you know we were talking about prometheus and covenant actually at the at winter WinterCon this uh this past weekend you know was uh me and my buddy nick christian Matsky from uh sorry if i butchered your last name from perfect organism and some random guy was we like we we're talking about covenant and prometheus and we we're saying a was this unique thing we all would agree on and then covenant came out we all had our theories as to why the xenos are in their studio whenever blah 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 and you know really you know gave in or it was the orders but here's the thing like Ridley, he talked so passionately for so many years over doing space jockey engineering whatever the fuck you know that the guy in the chair and then you you do you don't do it in a sequel, you're Ridley Scott. Just tell Fox, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I want to do this story with the, I don't want to deal with the Xenomorphs completely. You'd have someone else do that. We have have unlimited money to do two different projects. You know, stick to this and let me do it. Because you're Ridley Scott, man. If you already had built this thing and then you go in you do a reboot sequel thing with with Covenant because I don't know how well it would have done. I don't know if it would have worked, but if we would have had a direct sequel, you know, like, you know that this buddy cop, you know, Tango and Cash, you know, engineer, uh, you know, David and Joe off seat engineers, that would have been cool because it would have been different. Because every like I just, uh, I've discussed with people before, every other Alien movie is. I want to go, uh, you know, I want to go home. Let's escape. Whereas this would have been too different characters on different paths going to with explore different, with di- with different motivations right different motivations motivation. right. like, fuck that hasn't been done yeah. before in an alien movie instead like again there were good stuff in covenant but um i
1: think scott got enamored with the idea of david being AI. the creator. David, yeah. no, just not so much AI, but David creating the alien, which is the ultimate oi moment for me, where I hit myself on the forehead. It's yeah. like no, it's... no, no. I mean, I don't. You could Covenant could be the same movie, just change the battery cable over to like, yeah, I found this egg in the engineer yeah, city yeah, somewhere. Exactly. All right. you yeah. need to say, and I'm gonna like the movie a lot more. Yeah. Alan D. Foster did it in his novel. He no, just yeah. rewrote it. He just simply yep. rewrote it, and I was like, oh, I love this. This is what Alien Covenant script should be. If Ridley Scott could just get over himself for five minutes and do this, yeah. the movie would
0: have been stronger. For I, it, I think it would have been. I think it would have been really cool to get to see the engineers with the aliens together. Like, there's this yeah, really cool. Man. Yes, yes, this really yes. Cool, so
1: much, yes. Some some
0: really cool fan art out there. I think it's just fan art, but of like you know the engineer there, you know, with the Xenos, almost like they're like, you know, like guard dogs or attack dogs. It's such a cool scene. And it's like, man, I would have loved to have seen that um, done in the movie. You know what I mean? That Actually see them sharing the same space, right. same place and time. Yeah, um, right. That would have been really, really cool.
3: I mean, fuck, you could even argue. It's like, I know, like, you know, as we get to talk about Ridley's um, pension to talk, you know, you he, he talk, I want this to be, you know, four to six movies getting to alien first of all shut up yeah and, whoa as, baby
1: whoa and, whoa whoa hold the phone you know
3: it's like dude, relax and the thing is it's like as um some like even these standalone DC movies I've shown with Joker and, and Batman just make a good movie mm-hmm. and people will see it just make Prometheus yeah. make it standalone as one yeah. good movie and then figure well, out the rest.
0: Well like, but if you people if you... people
3: like people love to blame the fans for why these prequels didn't work how much shit did the batman get before even people even saw it between hearing the casting seeing the pictures like regardless of where you're going to see the movie or not it was ripped to shreds myself included i was i was a bit harsh on patent sinks i wasn't you know i didn't see lighthouse or any of other stuff i was i was skeptical but the movie came out and now it's it's a smash hit it's just as popular and getting good reviews if not better than most of the mcu movies just by being a good fucking movie
1: i love the way i hear it's like a very noir noir detective thing i i love noir detective it's so i'm there you know i want to see it now
3: regardless if you're interested or not just by hearing all the the good stuff you might go you know what Maybe you'll see a matinee, maybe we'll watch on HBO Max. You might give it a chance now. You might not have it before, because Matt Reeves just went out and said, you know what? I want to make a good movie. That's all really Scott had to do. Forget planning for, you know, being a backdoor to Alien or whatever. Just make a good, because yeah, this is a, Prometheus is loaded with so many good ideas. Just yeah, make I it f- fucking standalone and awesome. Then the fox goes, you know what, Ridley? Let's Let's figure out the next step. We would have arguably been in a better place, my take at least.
4: Yeah, I remember reading something, and I, I think it was Carlos Huante. Do you know, do you know that name? Yeah, did he did a lot of the um...
1: artists? I think right. Yeah, he's yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the
4: artists that worked on yeah. Prometheus and Covenant. But at one point, he you know he did say that one of the earliest iterations of it, and I I don't know how substantiated this is. But in one of the earliest iterations, Shaw was going to be alive. She was going to actually kind of meet with the crew of the Covenant. She was going to be surviving on this world. She was going to kind of... Uh, oh, yeah.
1: There was uh, draft discussions in Alien Paradise when I was there. They were talking about those, like, many iterations. And the earliest ones are like that. Yeah.
4: Yeah, And, you know, the... Uh, the, the, the earliest drafts of the sequel were called Paradise and I, I, yes. I wish they had called yes. it Paradise instead of, you know, instead of Alien Covenant. But then again, you can still tell the studio had a lot of involvement in this. I have a feeling you know, as much as Ridley Scott is Ridley Scott, they still held purse strings and they're like
2: there.
4: Uh, there. you want you want some you, you money to kind yeah. of
1: Cause to it's indulge true. you. Britain. Do you
4: want to be indulged? Yeah.
1: Cause Scott free, do, Scott free doesn't own alien Brandy Yeah. owns yeah. alien. That's an important thing to distributor. know. Yeah. yeah.
4: And so I'm they, s- th- they probably said, if you, if you want some of this money, we're willing to give you not as much as Prometheus. They go, but enough to, for you to play with, it said, you got to put Xenomorphs in it because Ridley Scott, like for years before that point when covenant was announced he said oh i don't intend to revisit that monster again he goes the beast is done it's cooked stick a fork in it it's done you know he said that and uh go to hell it was so weird to hear him (laughs) change his tune later on and say oh yeah we're 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 gonna have uh the, the the big boy in there the you know, all yeah. this, all these uh, iterations. I was like, did someone just stick a finger up your ass? Like, what? no, no. All he
1: said was this. I will include the xenomorph, but it must be a David focused film. That's exactly how he got what he wanted.
3: He got what he yeah. wanted.
1: They got what they wanted. So they made it that way.
3: Yeah. And, and, and then, that's and that's, and that's, that's true. The fans didn't get what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was more like yeah, stuff con-
4: that was very confused
3: behind closed the, doors. Di- I, di- the regular audience members were confused. No one
0: won. <laughs> I actually, I actually really like the first. I don't know if it's maybe half hour or so of Covenant. That's kind of oh, its yeah. original own thing, thing, right? Yeah. Right. It's the, the, it's the, it, we don't the we don't third have the,
1: act. Yeah, the third act is where the problems come yeah, up for uh, me. Yeah,
0: but I, I like the beginning. I like okay, this is you know it's it's uh, you know really horror it's really gory it's really terrifying we don't have the xenos we have these other creatures they're kind of like xenos they're, the they're different enough to be original yeah. they're spreading differently they're bursting differently and that original that scene on the lander with the with the with a burster and then the deaths and doom, the lander exploding is yeah it's amazing and then for me as soon as David shows up, it all kind of grinds to a halt, right? It was like building all this tension and momentum and then we sort of take a break. and then Come we get with
1: in. me! And then the yeah. movie stalls.
0: And then we get into the Prometheus sequel part, right? That's what that next middle third is, is trying to build David from Prometheus. And then the last third, they were like, fuck it, we're just going to reboot Alien in 25 yeah. minutes, right? Oh <laughs> yeah. um, Man, you and, fucking nailed it. And so it's why like,
1: didn't why didn't they use the second act to get into the alien stuff go from neomorphs to the alien and less of the let me walk around my dark castle and talk to you for yeah. a <laughs> while I think if they had made <laughs> any one of those
0: if they had made no. any one of those three films that they made a, a like an original vision of that was that was horror focused monster focused had they done a, a true sort of real prometheus sequel or just said we're going to reboot alien any of those three, I think, could have worked, right? Maybe for different segments of the audience. But to mush all three of those together into one yeah. film, it, it's just kind of scattershot. And it just, it's just not cohesive, um, you know, for me at least. You know what? To
1: bring it all to a head for all the criticisms we've been slapping it with in the past little bit here, I was going to say, uh, I got to say that, you know, I mean, it had an interesting discussion regardless. Like, I, I do like that it got us... Back interested in the in the franchise again and it, it got it away from that like that pulpy B-rated straight to DVD campy comic yeah. book thing that it was going into because yeah, it, it was like, getting way, way off on that track there and then yeah, suddenly 100%. Prometheus was this huge adjustment back to like heady themes like trying to reach yeah. for what Kubrick did with 2001. Yes. That was yeah. definitely a good reaction to what was going on with
0: the franchise. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, and at least it's like competently like shot Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's 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 a it's a competently made, produced film that looks good, has good performances by the actors. I mean, right? I mean, before this, we were left with A V P Requiem, right? That was the last thing we had seen. (laughs) So, right, I agree with you. We should temper our criticism of Covenant a little (laughs) bit with we we were at a way lower level not that long (laughs) before that, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, three shlocky movies. Yeah, they, they might have overlit it a little bit in the one scene, but I mean, you know, generally <laughs> it was pretty well
0: done for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the or, or, look, or or look at the look at that last Predator movie. I mean, oh, oh, God. oh I,
1: Hulk Smash. I could, <laughs> I couldn't
0: believe what I was watching, dude. It, it really <laughs> blew my mind. I mean, I'd heard it was bad, and then just out of autism, curiosity, I was autism
1: like... Autism defeats the Predator, Dave. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That's its, it's kryptonite, kryptonite.
0: <laughs> autism. <Ugh. laughs>
4: I mean, my God, this was oh. one year after Covenant. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. they they managed, it was like one franchise like, oh yeah, you want to fuck up your franchise? Hold my beer. I'm going to fuck up my franchise. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and this is, this is why marvel disney is like you know what you 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 with the teeth and acid blood you who like to hunt you're going straight to hulu both of you until <laughs> so you learn to behave and people care
0: see, see i think actually you know looking at i think you could make a pretty cool horror based small scale setting one xeno mm-hmm. characters in a trap setting Lower budget. I think you could make a pretty cool, like grimy, gritty, nasty alien film on that budget. The fucking fan films prove that. Yeah. I think you yeah. I don't know if you can do a predator movie. I think it would be harder to do a predator movie that would work. You know what I mean? In that setting. But alien, I mean you only have to show it for a couple seconds, right? Yeah. The mouth opens up, the inner mouth comes out, blood flies everywhere, right? That's I mean, you can get away with a lot of that in an alien movie.
1: Well, I always found with uh, with with predators like uh, the the movie that Rodriguez produced a few years I back. I love there. that movie. Yeah,
2: oh.
1: With predators, you've got a caveat built right into the story for what AVP should have always been. Take yeah. that planet, take that pyramid from AVP, put it on the jungle planet. Oh my god yeah. look you've got an awesome alien versus Predator movie and then it can spill man. out into the jungle location shoot have fun yep. with that aliens in the jungle we've never seen that oh before. man
3: that look cool
0: i shit. mean
1: oh. yeah like it's just roads not taken fox god damn you <laughs> yeah. yeah and i and i,
0: I like predators a lot because it didn't try to be a sequel or a prequel right or anything yeah. it was like we're just yeah. gonna yeah. make a totally new story new characters Adrian yep. Brody Just,
1: falls out of the sky. Go literally falls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out of the sky,
0: right? <laughs> and and yeah, I liked him in that movie. I didn't, I didn't really buy that he could be a badass, but he's pretty he good was an movie. absolute yeah. Yeah, Royce, yeah. Royce yeah.
1: Royce is epic, and I love his yes,
0: shot he is. boom 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 yes. boom
1: boom. Auto loader, yes. <laughs> oh.
4: yes. Uh, you know what I love is the fact that this prometheus episode became more of a covenant episode <laughs> yeah,
0: you, might have, you might have to re-edit your i was, your, uh, I was trying
4: so hard to prevent that but it's you, you know can't what help it i'm gonna say of- right back to prometheus for a yeah. second okay now here's one thing that no one has asked and i don't know why i'm the only one that <laughs> thought about this or got hung up on it is when Phi field in milburn or in the ample room. This before the hammer peed shows up. It's kind of go back to what you said, Dave, about the the levity just mixed with this jarring sense of horror. Field has like a bong built yeah. into a suit, and it yeah. takes a tobacco of tobacco. Yeah, and it, yeah. And I'm like, I I couldn't stop thinking about it. Even after the hammer peed shows up, people are like, Oh, well, well look how stupid that guy is for reaching out towards. Him. I'm like, How did he rig up his suit? Where did he have the time to rig up his suit to take a rip? Like, how is that? And why didn't he take a rip when they found the dead alien? Just, just calm yourself down. Take a, just take a little fucking rip. I've lying. never thought of this. Uh,
3: this is brilliant, Prometheus Discord. This is yeah, right. I've never even
2: thought of know, that. Like, where did you get to the Jane? Right. Man? And, you and put
0: the Jane in there? Right, and the talk about written? Milburn. Right, Milburn's a biologist. Right, if there's a snake on Earth you you haven't seen before. It could be venomous it could instantly kill you if it if it bit you right just a snake in my backyard oh yeah the alternate right? cut
1: of that the alternate cut of that scene is so much better where he uses tongs to grab it instead uh, of putting his hand on its head that's ridiculous
0: <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. i mean it's it, why would you think if a, if a snake on earth can kill you with venom in minutes why would you think an alien snake would be safe to reach out and and t- I mean he's not high, right? That would have made if they had yeah, started, yeah, right? Yeah, might have exactly. made some sense.
3: I
1: think
0: mean, he like, have
3: more
1: sense than he was high.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: You know scott's um, got
1: some scott's got something about subliminal like between both these prequels with like like lacing the marijuana reference in there because there's a cut scene yeah. where walter gives fucking, yeah. he's like yeah. here want we'll some joints to get over yeah. things you know and they were it's
4: some like... they were some really nicely rolled <laughs> joints like he he did a good job he really rolled each and every one that's that's what, that's what
3: walter was built for
4: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> hey buddy yeah. I'm here to I'm here to serve marijuana cigarettes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually,
0: speak, speaking of drugs, that's one thing that really I noticed in Prometheus. I talked about how they had the repetition of of those two characters just being lost, going back to it over and over again. When Shaw, after her after the med pod scene, obviously her abdomens been cut open, surgically repaired, but she's still got she's a, lot of
1: a lot of stims, stuff she's got yeah. to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I understand showing us once hitting it with the stims right um or you know the anesthetic whatever that is okay we get it you know she's in agony but she's she's gonna keep going they must show her do that four or five times and i'm just (laughs) like shit over and over again it's just there's some strange choices with things they just the repetition of certain things in the movie it's like do they not trust the audience to get that like okay she just got cut open but she drugged herself up she's gonna push through it, that we have to show it to them again and again so the audience gets it or something. You know what I mean? She's just uh, just jacked up like Starbuck (laughs) on
1: Battlestar Galactica. I'm really loaded on the skims.
3: It's it's another case of, like, I was talking about this with um, uh, Jimmy Prater over uh, Perfect Organism. Like, too many movies, they just assume the audience is fucking stupid. I hate to break it to you, but we're not. Most of us could figure it out like um
1: oh that's like the blade the, that blade runner narration i was talking about earlier yeah oh my god it it just it just clubs the movie over the head at the best parts like roy's yeah. dying and i watched it earlier today and you just you just drink that with there's like, no narration on get it, it right yeah. and then it's like it's you watch it with the narration it's like as i sat there watching roy <laughs> die right over the <laughs> beautiful scene like yeah,
0: yeah the the, fi- the final cut is is such a thing of beauty i mean it's that's like uh, the closest maybe, things to a perfect chef, movie i've, I've seen that's what made me appreciate
3: but, the movie for years mm-hmm. i saw on these the other so, you know in you know, social media there's articles about a great movie Blade on or every time i watch it i'm like what is this shit
1: and
4: then it, <laughs> <laughs> my wife and then, says i'm like a fair <laughs>
3: <laughs> they this? don't advertise for killers in the newspaper oh, my-
1: really you got to tell me that eh thanks
3: And then I think it was on Voodoo or something the final cut was on sale for like $5. And I think I was, I think ironically, I think I was might've been messaging Prater. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like, should I get this? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's the best version. I'm like, all right. So I bit, I bought it. And then I waited until I was in the mood and I had some time to kill, you know, cracked open a beer, made some popcorn. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then I'm like, okay, this is what I've been missing. I'd never seen this before. I'm like, that was awesome. Now yeah. I get
0: the hype. Now yeah. I get it. Yeah, I saw it. When I was a kid, I saw it. What they released on VHS in the U.S. was called the International Cut. And it had the narration, but it had three scenes that had been cut from a theatrical release, and two of them were gore-related. And so the, 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 the thumbs in Tyrell's eyes goes on for a couple seconds longer. And then when... Uh, Decker gets his nose broken you can hear an audible like crunch when when he gets his nose broken and those two scenes really stuck with me when I was a kid and I saw it and then the same thing saw it again later and I'm like I swear that this is a little bit different and then now you can see all the different versions or whatever but there's they could take the final cut put those two little extra pieces of gore in there and it would be it would be even better than perfect what was it
1: um I found alien three uh like i totally rediscovered that movie when i seen the assembly cut uh changed my perceptions of the movie entirely like i was like hey prisoner Golick, he's he he there's something that actually does happen to him he just kind of down a rabbit hole in the middle of the last act and you just don't know what happened to him and, yeah, and then that the alien getting locked up and released and him being like oh dragon and it just wipes his ass out and runs off into the tunnels and you're like Wow, that was way better. And it's just just shows you how editing can make the difference. Like, it's just a yeah. tragedy that, like, a lot of this stuff from Prometheus' virals ended up out of the movie or deleted scenes that were removed. Um, axe fight anyone, you know, like, good Lord, oh, yeah. why did yeah. they take that out? Uh, final girl moment. And you know, it's, it's very,
4: very uh, That where final at now. sequence. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. No, sorry, good go. I was saying it's it's very indicative of where we're at right now in terms of cuts and edits is back then we we relied on a studio to uh, give someone money to recut something. But now it's in our hands. And that's, you know, that's how we're able to have, you know, fan edits of Prometheus and Covenant. They won't do that now. But, you know, what they did with the original Alien with the director's cut and the director's cut of aliens and the assembly cut of alien three, that was stuff that we otherwise wouldn't have gotten without, yep. you know, them putting in the effort, but now
0: like we're putting in the efforts. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I think it's like, it's like remixing a song, right. If anybody yeah. can yep. take, take a tune and do a remix of it these days and you can right. go up with some really crazy, um, creative stuff. Like I heard a remix of a DMX, uh, song with, um, uh, I'm gonna walk a thousand miles or whatever, and it was crazy. It absolutely <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. blew my mind. Uh, and so it's it's it is it is cool that that power is in the hand of fans now, right? And that they can be they can share in the creative process. Well, I think we've uh, exhausted. I was gonna we say could.
1: we're on the nine <laughs> yeah. o'clock. We're on nine right? o'clock in the nose. Oh my yeah. god! That was, uh, that was a
3: that was a nice, good rap uh, session. That was. That was that was a good first round of a Prometheus discussion. <laughs> Shit, It's a,
1: mo- it's um, a movie yeah, that warrants discussion. We'll say does. that for sure. It,
3: yes. it, get, it gets us talking, that's for sure. Um, well, everyone, thanks for listening to us ramble on about anything and everything that has to do with Prometheus <laughs> and its <laughs> surrounding, I mean, and that, surrounding uh, <laughs> yeah. topics, one could say. It's peripherals, even. I guess other Dave, I'd like to put that in your little Zoom thing. Yeah. thanks for joining us. It was <laughs> thank you. You were you were awesome. It uh, was
0: it was my pleasure. It was a blast yes. hanging out and getting a chance to talk about this yes. stuff. For me, nice this is a movie you. that is uh, yes. far you. too
3: often forgotten. So it's so I always always enjoy talking about it. Um, as always follow me on uh, us, me, whatever, on a uh, Twitter <laughs> at Xenomorphing uh, 426 for my shenanigans and uh memes got... and gifts and wisecracks. You could, are you gonna uh, plug? Join your... the Facebook group.
0: You're yeah, plug Facebook your... Are you gonna group? plug? gonna plug your only fans <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's only xenos only
0: <laughs>
1: well i guess yeah you got like you got xenomorph in the blog itself on facebook and then you got the hive mind right yep yep and then um yeah myself i'd say you know if you're if you're interested in just a, a wider palette of sci-fi come on over and check out my group worlds of tomorrow i've uh, been freaking talking nonstop about this in search of tomorrow thing because it captures the aesthetic of my group perfectly it just takes a huge swath of 80s sci-fi a lot of the things i like to cover in my group and just goes right into it like just the nuts and bolts how it came together everything music special effects et cetera, et cetera. and i i like to look into those kinds of things in my group I, I i accept all kinds of genres i i hate that this versus this star wars is better than star trek or alien is better than predator i like them all and I like to take them all in. And I tell everybody in my that are that are in that in that community, I'm like, you know, you want to talk about it, go ahead. Hey, even if I don't like it, come and talk about it. The platform wants to hear different perspectives. You know, you know? yeah, no whole idea.
3: And our um, podcast um, blog group is the same way. We really don't give a shit which alien movie is your favorite. Which yeah. one you? <laughs> exactly? All joy. It's all good. like we, we might bust your chops because that's just who we are, me especially. We don't care if Alien Covenant's your favorite, <laughs> alien resurrection. We don't care. Just don't be a dick. Respect and come in and join. Have a good time. Devin, you have anything you need to plug or
4: well. I'm all I'm I'm just plugging cycle, Finished the first story, working on the second one. Have some interesting things to show on Alien Day
3: for that. Nice. So which amazingly yep. is
1: check out his Target. page, Cycle Facebook group
3: that's that's a month away already yeah yeah what it's the, a month away i gotta request that day from work holy yeah. fuck
0: already
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh have a good one everyone thanks for listening as always take care
2: take care see ya